Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Hope you're well. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're safe. Uh, hope you're uh, having fun with your family at home and uh, just hanging out with one another. But uh, today is uh, technically our fifth Sunday. And on fifth Sundays, uh, I usually preach because when we're together in one building, uh, we have everyone uh, all upstairs, all the kids and everything, and it's always a good time. So today, uh, you're going to be seeing uh, Kayla and Emma. They're going to be helping me out uh, a little bit, and um, I'm sure you'll be excited to see them. We uh, miss you greatly. Oh my gosh, we can't wait uh, to, to get back in the building and be able to see one another and hang out. A couple announcements I want to make real quick is that, uh, one, um, with uh, communion, what we're doing is we're encouraging family communion, and every week we are going to give you a family communion message, and you can find that on our website, greenwoodchurch.com. It's going to be right at the top of the page. Um, also, uh, right on the top of the page, uh, right around there, uh, you can give online. Um, there's a couple ways you can give. Right now, since we can't meet together, uh, you can give online at greenwoodchurch.com uh, slash giving, or you can uh, text a uh, number. That information, I believe, is in the chat um, that you'll, you'll see all the links there and everything. Uh, you can click that. You can text to give, um, and or you could also uh, uh, mail uh, checks in if you want to. Um, but obviously, we can't meet together right now, so uh, we can't have that time uh, to do that. Um, Another thing that we're, uh, we're doing is, uh, and I, I, I kind of wanted to give updates for all the, all the families here. Uh, starting this week, 6th uh, through 12th grade, well, really 5th through 12th grade, uh, Epic Youth Ministries, we're going to start doing uh, virtual, I call them uh, virtual online epic lessons or something, crazy title, I don't know what. Um, but starting this week, I will be releasing... Uh, lessons every week, uh, two lessons every week that fifth through 12th grade students will be able to do from home. And then on Sunday nights, starting next week at six o'clock, we're going to get on the app Zoom and uh, chit chat about that and, and that sort of thing. For families with younger kids, uh, I am currently working on putting together packets, uh, virtual packets, uh, digital packets, that uh, we're going to supply you so that uh, your kids can do lessons at home. You can teach your kids lessons at home. At home, we just want to give you that opportunity. Um, and so let's pray together, and then we'll get started today. Uh, God, we thank you for uh, bringing us all here. Thank you for allowing us to um, just have an opportunity to still uh, gather together online, to, to have the opportunity to stream um, Pray that you be with our message today. Pray that uh, you just speak to all of us here. And uh, we just thank you uh, just for your love. Thank you for Jesus. And today as we talk about Jesus and his miracles, pray that we, uh, we, we may be able to connect with this message of, of Jesus raising Lazarus, uh, Lazarus from the tomb. And um, we just thank you for today. Thank you for your love. Thank you for bringing us all together this way. And uh, just... Uh, just thank you for every blessing we have. Thank you for the food that we have. And pray that you just be with uh, everyone uh, who is sick, who is, is hurting. Um, uh, you know, especially we pray for our community here in Stark County. And um, just pray you be with them. God, thank you once again for this day. And pray. Amen. 
So, um, as you know, if you don't know me, um, my name's Rob Lansdale, and I'm the youth minister at Greenwood Christian Church. And I'm not the type of person who can just sit down and, uh, and, and just sit and give you a message. I, I like to stand, so uh, I might move around a little bit, might sit down. It'll be a whole big thing. It'll be fun. But I wanted to start off by talking about the movie Aladdin. Um, Aladdin is one of my favorite uh, childhood movies. And uh, if you remember, in the original Aladdin, uh, you know, Aladdin gets this lamp, he rubs it, and boom, genie. And we all know Robin Williams' voice of genie. And uh, we know how, how amazing that performance is and, and, and was. And there, there were three wishes that Aladdin got. And, um, and, and he could wish for anything except for three things. And uh, there, there, there were three rules within this, and, and I'm going to go over them real quick. Uh, you, you might remember them if, if you remember the, the, the movie. Um, he couldn't uh, kill anybody. That's good. Uh, he couldn't make anyone fall in love, uh, which is also good. And he also couldn't, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, raise anyone from the dead. Uh, he couldn't do that. He couldn't raise anyone from the dead. And, and, and I remember as a kid... Uh, the visual of that when when Jeannie said I can't raise any I can't even do the performance I would just be doing a horrible job with it but he, he was like dressed as like this like zombie type thing and I remember being kind of scared uh, when I first watched it I was like oh gosh what is that um, but he couldn't raise anyone from the dead and today uh, we're focused on one of Jesus's miracles that you'll find in the book of John chapter 11 so uh Kids, if, if, if you're home, uh, families, if you're home sitting there and you want to get your Bibles out or open the Bible app, um, we're on uh, John 11. We're looking through verses 1 through 44. And uh, we see this story um, in the book of John only. Now, for some of you who are not familiar with the Bible or you don't know much about it, um, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are, um, are the stories of Jesus and his life on earth. And um, in the book of John, we find this story about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And uh, like I said, we see this in chapter 11. And this is the only book out of the four Gospels that this story is in. And, uh, and Jesus, within this lesson, he'll teach us four things today. Uh, he'll, he'll talk about having faith. He'll talk about walking in the light. He'll talk about spiritual life and spiritual death. And he'll talk about putting on new clothes. And um, the key statement for today is what you see behind me, if you can read this small uh, little uh, font. Uh, the, the key focus today is wake up. Wake up. And, and, and so with that, I wanted to start out with something I do um, most Sundays at Greenwood. I am downstairs with the kids, and this is youth worship. Uh, if it's not me, then it's Eric Hogue and Rachel Hogue. And, and we usually flip-flop. And, and there are some Sundays that I like to give everybody, get everybody kind of up and waking up. And so I figured we'd have a little fun on this live stream. And you're sitting comfortable on your couch or on your chair. And I just want you to take whatever device you're watching this on, set it, set it aside for a second. Kids, if you're watching, which I know you are, I want everybody, if you can, to stand up. Because... Downstairs, when I'm downstairs on Sundays, 
we get we get woke up by doing some stretches, maybe some exercises. So I figured we'd start, and Kayla and Emma are right over here, and they're ready to go. Uh, I figured we'd start. You want to do this with me? Oh, come on over. All right, they're coming. They're going to join us. I'm sure you guys miss seeing their faces. Are you going to stand here? Where do you want to stand? You want to stand here? All right, what do you guys want to do? You want to do like hands up real high? Oh, stretch, stretch, stretch. Everybody stretch. Maybe do a little arm stretch there. How's that? Is this good? Yeah? Do we want to do jumping jacks? Everybody at home is like, no, Rob, we do not want to do jumping jacks. Uh, but maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe clap your hands a little bit. Get alive. Wake up. Oh, yeah. Okay, we can stop clapping. All right. Oh, maybe arm circles? What do you think? I can't really do it. I'll hit the wall. Ah, ah, ah. All right. Are we awake? Are you awake? Yes. Are you awake? Yes. Okay, awesome. You can go sit back over there. Okay, so you can grab your device. You can sit back on the couch, whatever uh, you want to do. It's fine with me. Even if you didn't stand up and you didn't join us in that, that's fine too. I just figured, hey, let's wake up a little bit. Okay, so what's this story all about? Well, at the beginning of, of this story with Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, we see this is about a man named Lazarus, Lazarus, and he's from Bethany. And he was sick, and he, he died. He passed away. He was the brother of Mary and Martha. Uh, Jesus was friends with Lazarus, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. Um, this, this Mary was one that uh, you may be familiar with it, Mary that poured uh, some perfume on Jesus's feet in John 12. Um, it, and this is, this is the same Mary uh, in this story. And in verse 5, it says that Jesus loved them dearly. Uh, he was great friends with all three of them. And so Jesus in this story was experiencing a friend, a very dear friend who had passed away. And um, most of us have a person in our life that we care deeply about and we're friends with. Uh, I think almost every single person here has, has a friend like that or, or at home. Um, Jesus wanted to go to Lazarus because the thing is, Jesus was away from Lazarus. He was not with him at the time of his death. And, but Jesus wanted to go to him. He wanted to be with Mary and Martha. And um, he had to go to Judea. Judea. And the disciples... The disciples weren't really happy that they had to go to Judea, and, and, and they, weren't, they weren't excited about that. And the main reason was because the last time Jesus was there, he was threatened. He was, he was, he was almost stoned, and, and he, he, they were fearful for him. And they were like, Jesus, I know you want to be with your friends, and I know you want to be there for Mary and Martha, but you, you, you shouldn't be right now. Because if you go, you could be killed. And, and, and Jesus responded about talking about light and talking about darkness. And, and Jesus liked to talk that way. He liked to talk sometimes in riddles or stories. And, 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 and so he was just like, hey, well, I, th I, think it's, I think it's good to go, which we'll get into here in a second. But then Jesus out of nowhere announced to his disciples. Now keep in mind, remember, Jesus was not with Lazarus. He was not with Mary and Martha. He was, he was away from them. He was in another city. He was somewhere else. And all of a sudden, as the dis disciples are trying to convince him not to go, he just announces, Lazarus is dead. And the disciples thought for a moment that he meant that Jesus was like, or that Lazarus 
was like physically asleep, like he was sleeping. And, and, and they didn't really get the idea that, oh, oh, he meant like Lazarus actually died. And, and, and the disciples thought he meant, like I said, that he was just sleeping. And they're like, we can't go there. We can't just go and wake him up. He needs his sleep. He needs his rest because he's ill. He's not feeling well. And, and the disciples, like I said earlier, didn't really want Jesus to go. He didn't really want, they didn't really want to go wake up Lazarus. But then Thomas stands up and he says, let us go. We're going. We're doing it. And then if we do, we may die with him. And, and it's, it's a little unclear whether he meant like, we're going to a hostile area. We're going to somewhere that's not really safe. And if Jesus dies, we're going to die with him in this. And that's okay. And so they leave, and then they arrive. And when they arrive, they learn not only that Lazarus is dead, but he's been dead for four days, and he's already in the tomb. Now, a little history here. Back in Bible times, families, most of the time, families had a tomb that they put their uh, they're, they're dead in and, and they would, they would wrap their bodies in certain cloth and, and prepare their bodies in certain ways. And they put them in the tomb. And like I said, when they arrived, when Jesus and his disciples arrived, Lazarus had already been in there for four days. And then, and then Martha, they, they, they find Martha and Martha begins to show this amazing amount of faith in verse 21 and 22 by stating and having faith in God that, that God will give Jesus whatever he asks, which we'll get into here in a moment. But then Jesus, right after that, in verse 25 and 26, uh, says one of the most important things. Um, he says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus asked. And, and we'll dive into that in just a moment. But Jesus shows at this moment, after he says these words about him being the resurrection and the life, and if you follow him, you'll never die. He then begins to kind of show everybody what he can do. And, and Mary is, is alerted. See, at this time, Martha and Mary are also separate. A little bit and Mary is alerted that Jesus is near like somebody maybe saw Jesus coming down the road and they ran to Mary and said hey Jesus is here and Mary's like I gotta get to him because we're all struggling with this death and and we Jesus is a dear friend of ours and 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 we have to get to him so Mary is alerted to this she goes she let's go she gets up so fast that a bunch of other uh, uh, people around her uh, follow her and they think for a moment that she's like rushing to Lazarus's tomb because she needs to mourn more so like a crowd is almost behind her going to Jesus and um, when they arrive Jesus is led to the tomb where Lazarus is laid and they remove the stone um, that is blocking that tomb uh, which is usually this this huge rock of some kind that they have to move out of the way um, and they remove it. And at that moment, 
the tomb is the tombstone is is rolled away that's blocking the tomb and in that moment they're just looking at this tomb and Jesus is standing there and they doubt for a moment that anything's going to happen and then Jesus states something that that basically challenges them to believe in him Jesus prays and then Jesus shouts to Lazarus come out wake up wake up and then Lazarus walks out now keep in mind Lazarus had already been dead for four days he had been in his tomb for four days and all of a sudden Lazarus walks out and in verse 44 uh, we see that Lazarus comes out uh, still in his robe or sorry in his tomb uh, garments uh, the garments that were prepared uh, that they used to prepare his body uh, for the tomb and Jesus says to the people around him he says take off those grave clothes and let him go so what was Jesus trying to teach in this story right um, Jesus for one he challenged those around him to have faith now, what you're about to see is something that uh, Robin and the girls have been working on, and they wanted to make a visual for you, and so uh, and so they made these signs to help me out, help you out at home. Thank you, Cameron. He challenged Jesus, challenged others to have faith, and uh, he had to go see Lazarus, like he had to go to Mary and Martha. But he had to travel to a place that was hostile, that was dangerous. And, and it, it threatened not only him, but his disciples. Because the last time he was there, people tried to stone him. And, and, and in verse 6, we, we see, it says, So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, going back to when he first heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days, and then he said to, to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But rabbi, they said, this is the disciples speaking, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you were going back? Like, the disciples were so confused at this. Were so confused at this. And then talking about faith and having faith. So Jesus was like almost challenging the disciples. Listen, we have to have faith here. Like, we have to go. We can't, we can't stop from doing uh, God's work just because you're afraid. And then we also see faith in, in Martha and her response to Jesus after he arrived. In verse 21, it says, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know, this is Martha talking, but I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. So even in a moment, a small moment of like frustration, like, ah, oh, Jesus, if you had only been here, uh, Lazarus would have would be alive but deep down she knew and she even said but I know that God will give you anything you ask I know it and so she she showed this amazing amount of faith in that moment of despair of heartbreak uh, she knew that she had to believe there was another challenge that gave uh, that Jesus gave us he also gave us a challenge of walking in the light. Um, he also challenged us to, to walk in the light. And he said this in verse, we see this in verse 9 and 10. And this is one of those things where Jesus, um, 
he talked to, he, he liked to teach in riddles a little bit. He liked to talk in stories. Uh, most of most of us know them as parables. And 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 this isn't necessarily a parable, but it is a bit of like a kind of like a riddle. And he and he challenges to walk in the light. And he says in verse nine, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. Have you ever been lost? It's a bit of a scary thing. Um, uh, you know, I, I was lost as a kid a couple times, but like as an adult, I've never really uh, experienced that. But I, I will say this. I, as most of you know, if, if you know me, I love to hike. And, and if I were to ask you, hey, <laughs> do you want to go night hiking in the woods, in the dark? Most of you would probably be like, um, no, Rob, I do not want to go night hiking with you. Why would I ever want to go night hiking? I, I don't even really want to go hiking. But, but most of you would probably say no. Now, now I'll tell you this. I've night hiked before, and, and it's, it's a lot different than walking in the daytime. Um, and... and it's very different. But when I do hike at night, I do have a headlamp. And it's one of these things that strap around your head and it, and it just flips on like this. And I don't know what this is, but uh, you turn on the headlamp. But even in that, even with that headlamp, you only have this beam of light. And everything else around you is darkness. You hear all the creatures and all the mysteries of the woods and, and this sort of thing. Now, I feel somewhat confident with my headlamp, but what if the battery died? Then I would be in total darkness and I'd have no clue where the trail is. And eventually, if the moon wasn't bright enough, I'd probably get lost. It's, it's almost bound to happen. And there was one time that I did go night hiking and it was actually from a shelter on the Appalachian Trail and I was with my buddy Ethan Amering. And uh, we had to hike at night about, I don't know, like a mile out of the Smoky Mountains. And if you're familiar with the Smoky Mountains, you know that there are tons of black bear uh, in, in those woods. And as we were walking at night trying to get to our uh, destination, we found traces of, uh, uh, the, the, of bear, that a bear had been there. Uh, of course, as we were walking, even with our headlamps, you know, everything around us was, was dark and it was a little, little, uh, a little scary because darkness provides a lot of unknown. But in this, Jesus is really talking heavily about spiritual light and, and spiritual darkness. And, and what he means by this is when he says, walk in the light, he wants you to have a clear focus road ahead of you. And, and what he's asking is for you and us and me and everybody to make wise decisions uh, that will provide you clear guidance and a clear path. Because we all know if we put negative things in our life, if we, if we uh, sin, if we uh, get lost and, and we, we flood our life with, with spiritual darkness of these like bad things and things that can confuse us and, and not give us a clear path, we're eventually going to get lost. And he's saying, hey, 
there's a clear path here. And all you have to do is follow me. But with that, Jesus also talked about spiritual life and death in this story. And we see that starting in verse 21. But first, we have more signs for you. Um, so he's talking about, uh, Jesus is talking about spiritual life. And then he's also talking about spiritual death. So he's talking about spiritual life and spiritual death. And we see this starting in verse 21, and I'm going to read it to you. Um, this is 21 through 27. It says, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, which we talked about earlier. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again. Listen to that faith. In the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die physically. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, starting in verse 27. Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Now, what Jesus is saying here is that when you follow him, if you decide to follow him, you're saying, I'm, even when this physical body dies, I still have spiritual life. I'm still alive. He even says, even if you if you die, you'll still be alive. Because if you if you believe this, if you believe God's word, if you believe what Jesus says, we know that there's a heaven. And we know that he's offering us this gift of eternity. And and when you decide to have spiritual life in him, and you choose to accept Jesus into your life. You have you get to have eternity in heaven, which is a, an amazing, beautiful, wonderful, wonderful thing. But he's also talking about that spiritual death a little bit. And 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 the truth is, and and this might be hard to understand and, and hard to accept at times, but if if you don't follow Jesus. If you don't um, accept him into your life, spiritually, you're dead. Now, I'm not talking about, there's, there's all kinds of different beliefs out there and everything, that's fine. I'm solely talking about believing in Jesus here. And so, it is, if you believe in him, you're going you're gonna to live forever with him in heaven, and it's going to be beautiful and wonderful. And then there's spiritual death. And, 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 it's such an important thing, and it's a it's a beautiful thing when we decide to follow him. I want every single person to have spiritual life, being alive in Jesus, being alive in, in, in Christ, and in, in accepting Jesus in your life. Um, it is a wonderful, wonderful thing, and, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But there's one more thing he talked about. And that was, it's kind of like a, a strange thing. He also talked about putting on new clothes. And we see this in verse 44. It's like the very last line of this story. It said, the dead man came out, Lazarus. 
His hands and feet were wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Remember, they he had been dead for four days. They had prepared his body, as they did back then, to be put in the tomb. So when he walked out, he was still kind of wrapped um, in, in, this, in this linen, in, these, in this clothing. And, and it said the dead man came out. His hands and feet, this is verse 44, his hands and feet were wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off your grave clothes and let him go. Take off your grave clothes and let them go. And ultimately what Jesus is saying here is he's saying, if, if you choose to have faith, be in the light, looking toward Jesus and his example all the time, accepting him, not denying him, you will be a new person. You will be a new person, not a physical new person, but spiritually, you will have a new life. You will say, you know what? These, these old habits, these old ways, uh, these clothes that represent that old life, I'm, I'm done with that. I am done with that. In Christ, we are new creations, new clothes. And that's what Jesus can offer. So I want to start wrapping up by, by saying this. Jesus just wants a relationship with you. It, it took me personally forever to get that, to understand that. I used to think following Jesus was only meant you had to follow all these rules and you were limit, limited to uh, these things and you could or couldn't do these things and, and you, you can't sin and, and all this stuff. And I learned very quickly it's, it's not about that. Jesus is asking all of us to wake up. He's saying, wake up. Recognize that following him is one of the best things you could ever do. You know, I stated just a second ago that I had a very difficult time with this. I, 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 saw, I saw God as, as a threat, like as a... Um, an authority. I had a, I had a big time authority issues, and sometimes I still do. But that's the whole thing. Like it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're if you choose to follow Jesus and you choose to have faith, walk in the light, have spiritual life, and put on new clothes. It doesn't mean you're not going to sin anymore. It doesn't mean that you're not going to mess up anymore. It doesn't mean that life's going to be this amazing, beautiful, easy thing. It's far from it. Choosing. To have this, to put on new clothes, to follow Jesus, what it does mean is dedicating your life to Jesus who is a perfect example. It, it means seeing the world in a different way. One that has grace and love and forgiveness. And, and in that moment... If you choose to follow Jesus, he's offering that to you as well. Grace, love, and forgiveness. But that's the thing. We have to choose to follow him. Well, you can do whatever you want. So many people put this idea of, of Christians or following Jesus and, and they make the 
the main label of that, like, they put like people like me or, or church in general as the example, and that's, and that's far from it. The best example is Jesus himself. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the story of Jesus. Read it. I dare you. You'll see that Jesus, who we're following, who's our prime example, who, is, who was, was perfect in every way, you'll see that he was a man that loved. He was a man that gave everyone a chance. He was a man that talked about sin. And he was very clear about what is right and what is wrong. But all he wanted people to do in those moments, even when he had to get to the nitty-gritty of it and talk about sin and leaving that old way of life, all he wants for you is to walk in the light and have spiritual life in him and put on new clothes. But he was a man that loved. He was a man that, that gave everyone a chance. And he was a man that died for you and died for me and died for everyone so that we could have this opportunity to be in heaven for eternity with him. And that's what he's offering you. He's offering you a chance. He's offering you a chance to follow him. And if that is something you want to do, if that's something you're thinking about, man, feel free to, to send, a, send us a message on Facebook, contact me directly. Um, we can help with that. I can help with that. Tony, Tim, Give us a call. We'd love for you to choose to have faith, live in the light, have spiritual life, and put on some new clothes. But maybe it's time for you to wake up. Maybe it's time to wake up. But that is up to you. Let's pray together. God, once again, thank you for today. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for us so that we could have this opportunity to accept him and spend eternity in heaven and have spiritual life, walk in the light, put on new clothes, and wake up. God, walk with us, be with us, but more importantly, pray that we allow you to lead us so that we have somebody to follow. Thank you for this day. Thank you for giving us once again an opportunity to still meet together uh, on the screen. Thank you for loving us. Amen. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks.